This episode is brought to you by Utini, the new and easy way to stay up to date with Star Wars books by having them delivered right to your door every month. Enter the giveaway in the description below or use promo code SWBPODCAST for $5 off your first month. Pick your class and learn your master points because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 125 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello there. In this episode, we'll be going over the newest tweets from Dennis, the design director for Battlefront 2. Well, let's get started. The, the savior of the community and the savior of DICE communication, actually, for Battlefront 2, Dennis Brenval went on another tweet storm responding to a ton of Battlefront player questions. The first one we have to cover comes from Jared Day at Jared Day AZ. He asks, would you be willing to tell me if player stats will be put in Battlefront 2? I'd like to play this game for a long time, hoping for stats. As a friend of the podcast, DJ Royski and Gregory Tintin. 57 both really want i also would i also would really like to see stats and dennis responds with it's coming but it's not at the top of the list right now we're still tracking the stats though for when it's ready yeah that's cool to see because one of the you know draws to the um, original battlefront battlefront 2015 was the companion app which would tell you so many in detail specifics about your stats yeah and like how many kills you got with darth vader just for just for instance, because that's pretty precise. And even in the game, you got basic stats. You could go up to your uh, your make profile, and then it'll say hours yeah. played, hours played, so on and so AD forth, and all that. But this game had nothing. Uh, the only way you could track it is if you were on Xbox and you went to your actual profile. Maruli twenty nine asks, "Are we going to get season two in March? If you say soon, I'm going to kill myself." <laughs> Dennis responds with, please don't do that. I wouldn't be too hung up on seasons or not. There will be content updates every month, sometimes heroes, sometimes troopers, sometimes modes, and sometimes planets. Hung up is a poor choice of words for this. <laughs> so that's interesting. They're they're kind of tossing aside the strict season, just saying, hey, every month we're going to give you content. Whether or not it's going to be in the season form, don't really get hung up on that. General Grievous asks, so just to care, just to clarify, the upcoming revamped progression system is what's holding back new content? Dennis responds with, no, not really. We do multitask, but in terms of priority, that's what we're delivering first. And in regards to the, the skins, skin challenges that were announced with patch 1.2, Dennis was asked, will they be announced before? And uh, Dennis responds with, they'll be announced in the game, I believe. So it seems like we'll just get a prompt to, oh, hey, are you helping out your team for the the new skins? Something like that. Also, a follow-up to that uh, the thread. Same person was wondering about credits and crafting parts. Should you save them up? Should you spend them like crazy? Doesn't know. Was wondering how the prog- progression system would affect that 
And Dennis responds and says, we'll give you info ahead of the patch to make the right decision. Don't worry. So it seems like before we get all of the stuff, they're going to be posting a lot on their their Twitter or their, their website or something like that because they've said that it's going to be announced beforehand a lot of times. Also, on the thread of progression system, Dennis says, obviously our highest priority right now is getting a new progression system out to you as quickly as possible. Once that arrives, we can shift our focus to more content experience. So like, like we've speculated before, like they've announced time and again, the progression system is their number one priority. That's, that's the thing that they're going to be putting all of their efforts into. Yes, they're going to be working on stuff on the side, but more than likely, most of their focus will be on the progression system. Yeah, that's one of the main problems with the game right now. I mean, uh, Battle Frontier 15 had a solid progression system. You know, it made me want to get to rank 50, but this one is, it just seems like the ranks are just there. There's no, you know, drive for me to go and farm games to get, you know, to rank 50, uh, for instance. Yeah, in Battlefront 2015, when you hit rank 50, that was like, oh man, I'm yeah. rank 50. Yeah, I can dark get all skin. Of, I can get dark trooper skin. And then rank 100 and that kind of thing. Yeah, it needs to be implemented with cosmetic changes as you level up, which most uh, games nowadays do that, so... Hopefully that comes with a new revamp. Yeah. He's also asked if the progression system will be coming in March or April. And sticking to the guns said more info will be available in March. So they're sticking to that reply. So that that doesn't necessarily mean that we'll get the progression system in March. It just means we're going to be getting information about the progression system. Which will probably mean April. Yeah, I'm thinking either it's going to be late March or early April. That kind of that kind of suits what they they be going for. I'm bringing up a, I'd say a rarely a, a a pretty decent point on the progression system. Anno was uh, speaking about that. I don't understand why revamping a progression system month after months after the release. By this time, quite a lot of players will have already unlocked a lot of what the game has to offer. Dennis says that's not really accurate based on what we're seeing, and we also need to ensure that the influx of new players we're getting every day is getting a great experience and want to stick around. Yes, yeah, so progression system, while it may not be huge if you've unlocked everything it's still it's going to be more vital in the long run than anything else that they're going to add in the game yeah it just pays off in the long run because um this game still has a lot of life we've only had one dlc season so we have a lot more to go and then revamping will make the seasons easier for new players to come in definitely and the progression system is the foundation of the game that's the thing that's going to stay there throughout the whole life of the game. This is the thing, if they get it right, it's going to stick throughout and it's going to be the the main thing that we interact with on a daily basis. Yeah. Players just need a goal to work towards because this is a mostly multiplayer game. Once you beat the campaign, exhaust arcade, you're going to play multiplayer. Exactly. And that needs a proper progression system in order to, you know, have a reason to keep playing. Yeah, exactly. And then on the same 
the same vein, uh, will players who have already unlocked everything or most items still benefit from this new system? Absolutely. It's not like we're done adding stuff for you to unlock for your characters. We'll go through it and all in depth before the changes arrive, though. Again, saying that they're going to be going through it all before it announces. So I, what I think this could mean, if we're reading in a little bit, is possibly new new star cards or new weapons for each of the classes. I mean, that could be something that adds depth to the new progression system. Yeah, especially since the classes haven't really been touched since the launch. I mean, other than, apart from patch notes and all that. Yeah, because balances and that kind of thing. It'd be cool thing. to see some diversity in the four main trooper classes. Yeah, like new weapons would be really fun to see. And then something that I, one of the biggest things that I've, I think was announced, someone asked about a roadmap, which is basically a roadmap is them outlining a certain amount of time what they'll be adding. And Dennis responded with, yes, they're working on it. I mean, outline is always good to have, keeps you on track. But then again, if they do start adding roadmaps, they're going to start making commitments. And if they don't fulfill those commitments, it could make a lot of people unhappy. I can see a roadmap possibly being three months long. I mean, it's not going to be huge. Maybe it's going to be a month. But a certain amount of time where they're going to be saying, okay, this is what you can look forward to. Uh, you can kind of hold us accountable for what we'll be doing. Gives them something to work. We're kind of in the dark right now about content in general. Yeah, we, we don't really know how their their content format's going to work. Because yeah. this is something that DICE has never done before. This is something that is interesting to to experiment with and they are obviously experimenting with it as much as they can because this is a new thing for them. And then on February 27th uh, there he went on a little a little spree of responses talking about a remastered heroes versus villains that someone brought up. Dennis responded with it's a great idea and well written. I've always heard the that playing as infantry was the worst part of Heroes vs. Villains in Battlefront 1. You want that back? I agree. Um, that was that was my least favorite thing about Heroes vs. Villains yeah. was the infantry. But in a game mode like Hero Hunt, it made sense. Yeah. Hero Hunt, that makes sense. But Heroes vs. Villains, not really. Um, goes on to saying this would not replace uh, one of the... One of the players of Battlefront 2 responded probably not would not uh, replace the current heroes versus villains but it'd be another hero mode and Dennis responded with got it are you saying 6v6 heroes with everyone starting each round as a hero so if you die first you're the only trooper that that could be interesting so you start off everyone's hero once you die as a hero though you are turned into a regular trooper I think that would be a fun way just a fun way to diversify the the hero gameplay. Yeah, but then again, uh, I'd like to see a different variations of hero modes because I personally think the hero modes are the best part of Battlefronts. So I just want a kind of game mode that's reminiscent of Hero Hunt, but still not taking the same objective. I think this is what you want. <laughs> yeah, this is what I want. It would be fun to add something like this. Maybe it's a limited time mode. Then they're uh, they just test it out. Yeah, that'd be cool since they're. They start with Jetpack Cargo, and hopefully this continues through the line. Because mm-hmm. it's it's an interesting idea for them to 
to add a limited time game mode where they can experiment with things and remaster things from Battlefront 2015 because they do have that back catalog of ideas that they can draw inspiration from or directly carry over to. After a short break, we'll go into a little bit on the, the dark side of communication at DICE. You're listening to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast, a podcast from the Tie-Dye Sheep Entertainment Podcast Network, a network dedicated to bringing content as great and as weird as the hosts. If you'd like to support us on a Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. You can donate $1 up to $10, and we have different tiers for that. So if you'd like to support the show and get some exclusive content, because we'll be doing bonus shows there, you can support us through that link. And at $1 per month, you have the ability to come on the podcast if you so desire. So, DICE, other than Dennis and CJ, and sometimes Guillaume, like those are the main three. We haven't really heard much from Paul, uh, Paul Kesslin, who's the producer for Battlefront 2, or one of the producers. But, other than that, that, that group of developers, producers, people that work on Battlefront 2, silence. Yeah, you have all these... Uh, people working on this game you have like sledgehammer who is a community is the community run, manager yeah, the community manager and you have hundreds of people working on this game and only a select few talking about it and answering questions i mean even their social media ea star wars really doesn't answer questions or respond to the community it's a bunch of highlight videos yeah i don't know they need someone that can kind of run the community better I mean, and have the, you know, incentive and, you know, the, yeah, go for it and the uh, managers and all that to run the community and answer more questions. Definitely. And the idea that I've seen revolving around Twitter, Reddit, or Discord, Dice and EA weekly streams. I would love to see weekly streams. Dennis would be a great person to host those. And, He's totally down for it. So why don't we make this happen and have Dennis every week, every two weeks, something like that, a certain amount of time that we can say, okay, this time each week we'll be getting a developer stream, something that other other development companies do. I know Overwatch do developer streams. A bunch of other games do developer streams. It's something you can communicate directly with the people that are working on the game. It puts a face on two dice, something that they desperately need because they're a faceless, silent zombie. Even if it's only like half an hour a week, you know, it's still something. And you don't have to post groundbreaking news. You can just play the game, talk with creators, anything like that. I mean, you don't necessarily have to say, announce a new hero every week or something like that. If you get a couple creators in Battlefront to talk, you know, there's going to be something that pops up, something interesting, you know, a bit of information that we haven't heard of or that, you know, the community needs to hear. What I loved communication-wise about Battlefront 2015 was those DLC streams. I love, I look forward to those. Um, Yeah, it's a fun part. And even if they get a developer and a YouTuber 
on a, the same stream. Or, God forbid, a podcaster. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that could, um, you know, proceed into some interesting conversations. Yeah, basically, we just want we want conversations with the developers. We want we just want a a way to communicate that's consistent. That's not Dennis every night when he's about to go to sleep. Go on Twitter and just announce a bunch of things. I mean, that's draining, and it's also sporadic for the community. I mean, it's. It's kind of it's a it's a bad sign to see them so limited and so close guarded about the communication of this game that thrives on interactions between devs and the players. Yeah, a thriving game doesn't you know just have information whenever a season or DLC comes out because this is what usually happens: is DLC, there's a dead spot, more DLC, a lot of announcements. And then after the peak of the DLC, we hit another dry spot. No content or communication. Yeah. It's just something that I think us us as fans, us as creators, and players of this game that we, we put hours into, hours of our lives that we put into this game that we enjoy and that we love and that we want to get see become better and... The communication between us and the developers isn't really there. So I think a developer stream somewhat consistently would be a great thing for the community. And like Elliot was saying on Twitter, if you don't necessarily have like a stream studio or something like that, there are people that will offer it. I mean, there are all kinds of places and uh, things that you can implement to make that happen. As a game developer that's not uh, US-based, you definitely have some, uh, there's definitely some faster internet speeds there. So that's something that could happen. I mean, I know a lot of the, the, the DLC streams, when they first started out, they were at, at the DICE studios um, in, one of the, I think, one of the break rooms, actually. And they just got it set up with a very rudimentary uh, setup and were able to put on a good stream. I mean, it doesn't take much to have a good stream. All you have to do is just get a camera, get a microphone, and get a PC. And you're you're all set to go. And that would be a good way to communicate with uh, the fans and just have that discussion. Because what I love about games is they're an ever-evolving medium. With movies, you you make this thing for years... And then you release it and you can't change it at all. With video games, you work on the same same scope of things, but much bigger. Hundreds and hundreds of hours long for years. But you can change things. You can make things better. You can make things improved. You can uh, change things in all these different ways. But th- I think that's about it for this discussion. Um, awesome to have our Lord and Savior of the Battlefront 2 community, Dennis. Jesus. Dennis. <laughs> is Dennis uh, the Dice Jesus? Dice Jesus. Battlefront Jesus Dennis. Yes. Launch, just announcing new things, responding on Twitter. And if you don't already follow twi- uh, Dennis on Twitter, it's at Dice underscore Firewall. It's definitely worth doing that. It's it's always great to uh, respond and just see what he's tweeting about. 
But thank you all for listening to this episode of SWBP, the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at SWBPodcast, twitter.com slash SWBPodcast. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. Or you can also support us through PayPal, paypal.me slash tie-dye-sheep, T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. We would greatly appreciate your support through that. We're always aiming to um, put extra time into the podcast, and having your support on Patreon always helps us do that. We're recording at 11.39 p.m. right now, and we wouldn't be doing that right now if it wasn't for all of you wonderful people supporting us by listening to the podcast, by following us on Twitter, by supporting us through PayPal or Patreon. Or by leaving us a review. Yes. Leaving a review is completely free, and it helps us out a lot. Um our newest tweet, our newest review is actually pretty negative. So if you like the podcast, please, please leave us a uh, review up there. It's always helpful, helps us improve, makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside as well. We also have a Discord. It's a fun place to hang out and talk Battlefront. Links yes, in the description. Definitely. Always a good place to just chill out, hang out, talk Battlefront 2. Or Battlefront 2015. Yep. If you want to talk about Battlefront 2015, we'd be more than happy to talk to you about it. You can also talk to us through email. We got an awesome email today. We'll get into that next episode, talking about Utapal and what that could possibly come in Battlefront 2000 or Battlefront 2. That is battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you find podcasts, including our YouTube channel which is youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. As always, thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.